0: This week, we'll be talking about the size more of Lee's Head of Narrative. Is Wyatt a girl's name? And have we met the new big bad of Westworld? Join us here on the After Dark Podcast. Come on, come on to the After Dark Podcast. The podcast in which Sheriff Anthony does his best to wrangle Conrad through Westworld. One doggone episode at a time. So kick back and grab yourself some Apple Applejack. Or some Adams ale if that's your preferred poison. And get ready for these two wannabe cowboys to ramble the night away. Music was provided by the fantastic Nancy Wyatt and Jared Iscariot. Enjoy the show
1: Down at the
0: Well guys hello and welcome to the Orthodox podcast. I'm Anthony James and that's Conrad. Hello! That's him. Well, guys, just like Ford's new narrative, we have a new format here at the Arthrug Podcast. Don't worry, you'll get used to it very quickly. I have a question for you, Conrad. What did you think of this week's episode in a general sense?
1: Uh, It was real good. I've got to be honest, I came into this um, second season already Mm pre-informed with the knowledge that everyone hates it. Um, So I'm kind of coming into each new episode being like, is this going to be the one where I hate it? Um, But it didn't happen. It didn't happen in this episode. So we're one down uh eleven to go. Is it twelve episodes this season? I think there's only eight, actually.
0: Well maybe Oh, 10. okay.
1: Well there you go. One one down possibly seven to go and
0: maybe t- there's twelve. We- Who knows? I've no idea. Um I actually am I've seen this series before, to be honest with you, Conrad. And I did I personally did feel a bit let down by it compared to the first season. But but already re-watching it now with this first episode or the second season. I'm actually thinking to myself, actually, this is not as bad as they thought. So it is kind of like a ticking time bomb here, yeah. which follow us every week to see when does it implode?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the bad stuff to happen. Um, yeah. Maybe this could uh, like horribly expose my lack of taste in writing and narrative. If I just get to the end of the season, I'm like, I actually enjoyed all of it.
0: But, uh, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like a body full of nitroglycerin, it will go off eventually, and we will be here to see it. Right, guys, uh, we are going to go, go straight into... Before we breaking down the episode, we're going to go straight into the recap. Right, so... Bernard woke up on a beach and was taken by Captain America and her mates in a dune buggy to where there were a load of army security guys killing hosts. They then take out one of the host brains, which was definitely something they planned from the beginning and definitely intended to be there all along. The guy then blows on the brain for good luck and plugs it into one of those futuristic tablets which definitely always had the capability of brain pluggage. Trust me. We then go into Bernard's memory for the rest of the episode, where there's a little stable boy killed, Dolores is running wild, killing fools, and Williams reunited with Ned. Lee Sizemore is almost eaten to death before being saved by Maeve, who needs his help. Lee then tries to rat her out before Sheriff Deus Ex Machina crashes the party. Lee then strips off, revealing his entire self to Maeve, but it doesn't do much for her, because the man with a thousand bullet holes, Hector, is the man for her. Bernard and Charlotte visit an underground lab where Bernard needs to inject some milk into his head to survive, and Charlotte calls for help. The man in black kills the child host Ford after learning about the new game. Dolores is an oracle who can see the future. Ford has maggots in his eye there's a tiger washed up on the shore and Bernard is a serial murderer. Did I miss anything? All right, Conrad. So we actually, in this episode, get some new characters. Carl Strand is his name and he seems to be the head of operations. Uh, The older Hemsworth is now sort of booted as a supporting character in that department. And this guy's come in. Is this the big bad, Conrad, of the the season now?
1: I... No, no, I don't think so. I feel like he's not done anything villainous enough yet to really make that draw that conclusion. But I do think I th- I believe this guy is the same guy who played Floki on Vikings, um, and it is one of the um, uh, the um, oh, what is his name? Uh, Skarsgård. That's it. He's one of the the Skarsgård brood. Leah, I mean, like Stellan Skarsgård has about 85 children all of whom <laughs> yeah. are actors and, uh, and this is one of them I believe uh, but I mean he's it's a classic, isn't it? Like you sort of you establish your kind of power structure in a season of television. You've got mm-hmm. you know you've got Ford, you've got your Charlotte, and then very similar to uh, the Arse Kickers United episode of uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, you just keep on slotting people in above them. So like, <laughs> yeah. no, actually Carl Strand is the 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 ultimate supreme master of uh, of Delos, and uh, he's he's the one who's really in charge. So. If he's not the main bad guy, which I'm not prepared to make a draw a conclusion on yet, he's certainly in a position to do bad things.
0: Yes, you're exactly right. I, I, what I what re- the reason why I asked that question, I think, is because in the first season, everyone was grey. You know, there was a lot of greyness going on. We didn't know who was on, uh, which motives were what. Eventually, sort of things came out, and you took a side. And we yep. talked a lot. We took we took talked a lot in the last uh, season, Conrad, that we were sort of on on the host side. Yes,
1: whereas that's fair.
0: The way they're sort of putting it in this episode is really strange to me because we now have a guy who comes in as a head of operations called Karl Strand and I immediately don't like him because I'm on the host side from the first season, right? Yeah. So because of that it's really interesting because they're also positioning in the narrative of the story Dolores is the bad guy and yes. like the sort of and the humans are the good guy, but I'm still kind of on the host side here. So it's, it's yeah. It's, maybe that's the first failure of the season is that they're bringing in a character who, because of our relationship with the previous season's characters, I don't like him, and therefore that's different than last season completely. I have a black and a white side now for me.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think it's it's a it's a couple of things there. I mean, you know, you bring in a character who is corporate in their nature. It, immediately alarm bells start ringing and they're like, well, this guy's obviously a bad guy because there can't be any good guys on the corporate side of this. Um, and then <clears throat> I'm, I'm right there with you on Dolores' plotline where she, she she's kind of like benefiting from plotline inertia where I was like on her side right up until the end of season one and I'm still kind of on her side now even though she seems to be just gunning down innocent people in this <laughs> in this episode. Um, yeah, and
0: this is this is actually another... like We, we said it in the intro there that we didn't actually weren't disappointed by this episode yet. Two things that maybe set it apart from season one for me, which maybe if they grow in that direction will explain that. The first thing is the lack of grayness in some of the characters in terms of my perception of them. It's more of a side versus side now. The other thing, which I think is, is that Dolores was not the focus of this episode. Dolores was seen through other characters' eyes and only very, very small moments with Teddy and things. We actually got into her storyline. And I think that Dolores being the heartbeat of this show is one of the biggest strengths of the first season. And yep. if they, and if they, say if Dolores was confined to like the bad guy role, sort of like the the role where we sort of it's a bit more mysterious about what she's up to, like we do not actually have her, her, her like her her plotline is the main one. I don't, you know, that maybe is a, is
1: a way reason why people fell off it. You know, I think. Yeah, I I think she's kind of regressed. Um certainly this first episode in in terms of her characterization because you know, I think you're absolutely right that her her character is kind of the heart of the show mm-hmm. and in this episode at least there is no vulnerability, uh, no kind of sensitivity or or emotion to her character. It's all mm-hmm. well, the only emotion that she really has is anger um and a desire for vengeance against all humans by the by the look of things, which is not it's not bad but it but it is definitely that it leaves a hole in the kind of uh, the the emotion of the show that, that mm-hmm. needs to be filled by someone else
0: yeah yeah so i personally guys you know listen to this i i haven't seen this season more than once like the first season i've watched a few times because it's so good but i've seen this season once so i know where it ends i know where it goes but in terms of the actual characterization of the characters as we go, I'm a bit more foggy on it. So stuff like this Dolores bit, it, I personally didn't really like Dolores in this episode. I, yeah. I I'm still kind of on her side, as I said, but I I really like the character of Dolores, and I sort of want to see her more, and I don't want her to be mysterious to me. I want to be I want to be yeah. in her story, you know what I mean? I, mean, so, I
1: will I will say for that I really enjoyed the bit where they played uh, the entertainer over the top of yeah. her and Teddy just gunning down a bunch of board member red shirts, um, which is. If that's the direction they go with Dolores' character, I'm very much on board with it.
0: Yeah, well, as soon as I heard that, I was like, I was searching my mind for some sort of backtrack for the recap segment, and I was like, well, there it is. (laughs) Yeah. So that'll that'll do. But okay, so Dolores, very mysterious. We do actually have her calling herself Wyatt here. Um, Yes. It's almost like she's trying to really put on that there's like a yin and yang in her mind of the old Dolores, and who she wants to become is this character of Wyatt. Yeah. so I kind of maybe accidentally spoiled that for you in the last episode, but that is what it is. What do you think about that confirmation? that yeah. she, is, she is Wyatt.
1: I think I kind of like I had already seen that coming in in the the end of last season that, that the Wyatt character was going to manifest in part of her personality, um, and here we have it. I, I think it's it's maybe a little heavy handed to have her literally calling herself Wyatt now. Yeah. I, I kind of I don't necessarily need that to understand. Understand the the duality of of character that they're that they're trying to explore with her, but I mean it's fine. It's it's um it's certainly well. I'm, actually, I will say there isn't really a duality in her character at the moment. In this episode, is basically all Wyatt by the look of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I'm excited to see where that goes and and to what lengths she is prepared to go to achieve Wyatt's aims.
0: Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Did you notice at the start of the episode that there was a little uh, shot of her in? Modern clothing.
1: Um, I actually didn't notice that. No, I, I, I Is that because uh, she was be honest, wearing
0: it... she was wearing a dress very similar to the one Maeve wears, the black dress. In a very like it was a shot. I think I can't remember who it was. At the very beginning of the show, there was like a shot of a load of different perspectives of things, and one of them was it was a two or three second shot of Dolores walking wearing a similar black dress.
1: Oh, okay. No, I didn't notice. I at the beginning of this episode, I was. I was more uh, taken aback by the framing device uh, inception that they had going on where they, mm. they do the Dolores Arnold framing device and then go to the Arnold wake- or, or Bernard waking up on the beach framing device and then go back to the <laughs> back to the Dolores <laughs> Teddy story. It's like, holy crap, we're going deep into the framing devices here, guys. So
0: the, the first season apparently, according to the rumour, is that the editors saved it in the edit. This time they're like, okay, we know what the editors going to do, and they're just like writing the script to <laughs> yeah. as Crazy as possible. Just like, yeah, figure out your edit around this one, you bastards. Yeah, also they have a new like editing thing where when they're going into Bernard's
1: uh like memory, it seems, like they do this flashing black on the screen. Yes, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. It's it, it, I mean, you know, you can dress that up as much as you want. That is the, the editing equivalent of having like Wayne and Garth go across the screen just going <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: like, it's not it doesn't work any better. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Um Alright, okay, awesome. There was a
0: load of other characters doing their thing here, obviously. Uh we have um Maeve. Uh she yes. For some, oh yeah, hilariously, Lee Sizemore is getting attacked by his guy that he was, uh, yeah, his, that was his great. host that he was creating, his Wyatt, we'll say, yeah. um, and he's going to gonna eat him. Maeve saves him. I don't know why, maybe because she just doesn't want to see. Well, she needs someone to help, I suppose, yeah. She needs. Why does she need someone to help? I thought she's like the god King Emperor now.
1: I, I, this this storyline was probably the weaker one, I thought, because it is kind of like, I don't really understand why you're helping Lee, and I definitely don't understand why you're letting him live after he's uh, actively betrayed you by the end of this episode.
0: I know, and... Uh, well, actually, you know, one, one uh, welcome sight is the return of Hector, uh, the man of a thousand bullet holes.
1: Yeah, <laughs> How? is he alive like it doesn't make any sense he, like, he's, he's like the fucking t1000 in this in this episode just turns up full of bullets and doesn't seem to have a problem with it at all yeah like i, I you know i'm all right with it that little like, laser wand is is back at its work it, it's sort of they're getting their money's worth I, out of that i don't mind the laser i mean i do mind the laser wand. that's a separate issue but like how has he survived that like his torso is full of bullets and yeah. we just don't understand that they're immortal now and they can't be killed.
0: Potentially, yeah. Did like did Mave change his? Uh, like he doesn't shut down if he gets hit in the vital organs now. Yeah, I, I don't know I how they so. work. Well, that's another thing, Conrad. Actually, which we didn't really speak about yet <laughs> is that this season, this episode already has a load of like retrospective world yep, building
1: yeah 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 yep. we got to get into the drones <laughs> we got to get into the drones like that will and the the brain milk and also yeah bra- yeah brain milk i think you call it uh cordial no
0: what's a i can't remember what you call it something fluid something called fluid. Fluid, fluid yeah co- cortical fluid i think you call That's it Sure. yeah 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 um so basically okay so you've got that you've also got these like little nuts inside their head uh yeah. that they can get out and like apparently all the tablets have the connection for the nut now which they never had before yeah. um yeah. so this this really does speak to me like little things like this like i'm not saying i don't like it i don't like i kind of like this sort of hard drive in their brain like the, the the plugins in their arm you know yeah all this like retrospective world building i'm not saying i don't like it but it does show you that they didn't have much plans after season one
1: yeah, it definitely smacks of them kind of building the plane while it's already in the air. It's and I'm right there with you. Like I don't dislike it, and I don't think it's done badly. But it is a bit like, okay, so why is Bernard now having to inject milk into his neck to to, to like fix a problem that he never had before? And um, it's it must a bit it, smacked or something. I don't know
0: yeah I guess so it's it it,
1: it takes you a little bit of it takes a bit of getting used to um...
0: well the the, the cortical fluid was what like I think that's what it was implied that they were drinking remember I kept saying about the huge things of milk that the bandits were drinking I think that was what it was and if it wasn't that then why (laughs) the hell were they drinking that much milk
1: that that is a good point. Actually, they never really explain the milk. If it's not that, so maybe I'm happy to accept that. But I mean, that's. But why much. didn't Bernard just they drink didn't it need then? Why did he inject it into his neck? Because <laughs> he had to act quickly. He needed to get the milk into <laughs> into the core areas so that it could fix him somehow. I don't understand. Like that entire brain nut thing is. I hope they expand on it because I don't really understand what what he, what injecting the, the 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 fluid that the the brain nut sits in actually does to help. Maybe it's cooling
0: um, fluid coolant
1: maybe yeah sure it's like topping up your radiator like in your mm-hmm. car like he just needed like he it was, it was overheating um I, i've actually got a question for you anthony before we move off off of right. the, the new things that they've introduced um do you think delos deliberately tried to make the drone hosts as nightmarish looking as possible <laughs> like... <laughs> no face yeah no face just uh, as, uh, yeah displayed musculature and and just silently stalking around a room it's sort of like could you not just make them robots at this point? <laughs> like, do you, they know, have you know to what be? I what I would have done? I honestly
0: would have done this, and it would have been a great characterization from Charlotte from season one. I would have made them all Hector.
1: <laughs> oh, that'd have <laughs> been great. Imagine that, a room full of Hectors. That'd have been fantastic.
0: Just like walking around naked. That would have been absolutely fantastic. Well, talking yeah. about naked, actually, we do have a new segment on the show. Uh, and that new segment is, is that really Simon Quarterman's penis in Westworld? Ever since the beginning of time, I've had one question on my mind Is that really Simon Quaterman's? penis in Westworld? According to Thrillist.com, yes. Yes, it is. Ever since the beginning of time I've had one question on my mind is that really Simon Quartermann's penis in Westworld? Well, there you go, Conrad. It's confirmed it was actually the actor's penis. What do you think about that?
1: Well, I, I mean, that's good to know. It, uh, it, it's, it's, I'm glad to have that confirmed. I have a question about this. Does this now mean that Lee is now going commando for the rest of the show? Because he does, he isn't allowed to put his pants back on when when uh, May forces him to undress, and it. I just hope he doesn't have to ride any horses. That's all. Yeah, I- <laughs> and for
0: our for our uh, international listeners, when Conrad says pants, he means like underwear. Um, yeah, his
1: underwear, his briefs. Yeah,
0: makes sense. Like I, when I came from Australia, I was like, refused to call underwear pants. I was like, they're underpants. I don't call them <laughs> pants. But then I realised, oh, it comes from the word pantaloons. It actually is. I think I think it's. I think it's accurate so i'm gonna i, yeah. I I've, I've 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 actually come 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 around on that point conrad you'll be happy to know but uh but yeah so hopefully it doesn't ride any horses that will chafe a fair bit yeah. um you know and it's judging by the uh size more of lee it, it will it will chafe it will chafe
1: yeah um, absolutely
0: yeah uh the actor uh simon quarterman actually in that uh thrillist.com article uh, was interviewed and he said that it was really liberating to uh, to just like I think Tandy Way Newton told him that like whenever she went uh, nude in the first season after the first day she did it, it was like really nerve wracking but once she did it it was like liberating yeah. and it was like oh my god like I don't have any secrets anymore yeah um, just gonna yeah. hang
1: hang dong all over the place as uh, <laughs> yeah. to, to to quote <laughs> it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Hang Dong, yeah, that's... yeah, the, <laughs> the gun style. <laughs>
0: unbelievable. Um, okay, uh, where do you think this uh, Bernard storyline is going to go?
1: Um, Cut, I'm well, straight meant... to the point here, Conrad. So, I mean, we we've, uh, we've talked briefly about new stuff they've introduced. One of them is is this mesh network of oh, collective yeah. intelligences. Like, you kind of you can use them to kind of pass information to others. I think that's going to be fairly important. I. I I th- I think they're going to have to circle back to Elsie at some point because mm. they're either going to forget her completely or Bernard is literally the only one who knows anything about her. So I think Bernard, Elsie, and potentially security Hamsworth are going to get involved in trying to rescue Elsie. Um, I don't know if it's going to be more than that, though. Like I feel like Bernard's storyline kind of ended... At the end of the first mm. season, uh, I, I don't I don't know what more there is for him to do because really like he knows who he is he knows what he is it is he it if they just kind of if, if his arc is just oh I, we're gonna just stick you back into the rotation as like the head of uh, behavior and you're just gonna keep doing that that's kind of kind of a step back for him as a character so I kind of hope they don't they don't do that
0: yeah like, I suppose he has this new knowledge that he is a host now and i think that where they're sort of going with it this season is that he's trying to conceal that fact yes so in the sort of past storyline now uh where he's with charlotte um he's trying to conceal it uh to the point where she she went away and got undressed uh and and got redressed came back and then he was all sweaty and hot and bothered um
1: yeah
0: now we know he wasn't
1: wasn't doing a great job of concealing we'll (laughs) just say
0: we know we know what the employees of westworld are like so i i if i was charlotte i'd be thinking my, my mind would go on overdrive what he was just doing there yes. but but i will but i will say as well it is in his like sort of present day 12 days later or whatever it is storyline where you've got uh carl strand there he actually is also trying to conceal who he is so he's concealing who he is in both mm. and then all the also we have this huge uh reveal at the end that he killed them all apparently all of the hosts that are dead in this uh big uh lake it seems it wasn't there before he killed them all apparently
1: yeah, so I, I... I didn't necessarily understand what had actually happened there. Like, my first read, honestly, when I saw all those hosts at the end, was that they'd gone beyond a boundary and their exploding vertebrae had, had dealt with them all. But I guess the implication is that Maeve has probably... Maeve deactivated that in them or something, which allowed them to wander off, or they just hadn't hit the boundary that would have caused that yet. But so, is that was actually caused by him doing his mesh network business... Uh, when he was in the underground bits um well i i don't know
0: if it's been revealed yet i think i don't know i don't know maybe he maybe he did that maybe he just like changed them there i don't think we've seen what he what happened yet i think it's like okay. the main i think i think i think they're setting up what happened to these hosts as the main sort of what happened you know like not yeah, a it, okay. but like we know who done it now but like the main what happened of the of the season i think yeah, i think okay. this yeah it's sort of it's sort of around that that point um Okay, so Bernard, yeah, well, we'll sort of keep up with him as we go through. Uh, what about I can the man add one teddy
1: death to the uh, We can add one Teddy death oh. to the counter like at the end of the episode, which I was very pleased to see.
0: <laughs> yeah. I wonder how many times more Teddy's going to die, actually, now that, now that yeah. the, uh, the, the park's sort of broken down.
1: <laughs> yeah, is that his final death? That would be very, very anticlimactic if that was the last <laughs> time we ever see James Master <laughs> well, you'd have down. I, I, actually,
0: I can't actually remember what happens to Teddy... Um, if he stays into the very end or if he doesn't Adam, James Marsden Martin is such a big name for such a small role you would imagine he's going to jetpack out of here at some
1: yeah. point yeah he's got a he's got a romantic comedy to make at some point that's yeah uh... well enchanted
0: Two's coming out i think so well there um, you go yeah well, there you go uh okay so uh oh yeah while we're on this little storyline here there was a bengal tiger on the on the shore yeah. apparently came in from park 6 they say
1: yeah. Okay. Right. So that I they I could have sworn that they said when they introduced Charlotte as a character that there's like all of the knowledge of the park is uh, of the, uh, how the housework is tied up in this park because there is only this park and I feel like they've retconned that in this episode where they're talking about all Park Six implying that there's a Parks one through five at the very mm. least as well, um, which I don't mind as a retcon, but it does kind of spoil the whole like Abernathy. Ex, like you know, host data extraction subplot that Charlotte was doing at the end of season one because it's completely irrelevant if, if there's five other parks um, that they could potentially get this information from. So yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about that revelation. Well, we know that there is a second, par- second park at least in the works, at, at the very least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, we, we, we see, I mean, well, okay. So, I mean, they're hinting at it through in this episode, aren't they? Like, so in the end of the first, episode, uh, first season, you see the the samurai, like Sengoku stuff which is obviously them working on a, a second kind of completely separate narrative. At the beginning of this, you see um, what's his face, Carl Strand, Monsieur Strand, talking to some Japanese kind of military-looking officials and Chinese. That, are they Chinese? Okay. Um, I just know
0: that because of the subtitles. I think they were speaking Cantonese or Mandarin.
1: Oh, okay. I didn't have subtitles on, so I got nothing. I got nothing for mm. that. So I, I I assumed that it that it was uh, that it was Japan uh, based on based on the Sengoku stuff. Yeah. Um, and then the tiger. I guess. I mean, you do get tigers in like southern China, so I mean, it could be. I don't know. That's that's kind of messed me up a little bit now. Because I was thinking, uh, I don't know, tiger. Is that going to be like another kind of narrative? Like, I don't think you really get. I don't think you get tigers in Japan. I could be wrong about that, but so I don't think it's going to be like a host tiger. But.
0: but if there's six be. parks. If there's six parks. They could all. The thing is, well, okay. You go to Disneyland. They've got different sections, right? So I'm imagining, like, saying the park, they might be talking about, like, the attraction of this this world or whatever, which yeah. has all these different parks, all these different worlds. You know?
1: Yeah, I guess so. I mean, and it could be, I don't know, if they're close to China, maybe there's like a Romance of the Three Kingdoms park where they they do, you know, mm. awesome awesome uh, warring states Chinese stuff, which would be very cool. Um, Unfortunately,
0: your theory that it's on the moon is
1: now sort of shot, isn't it? Well now like we don't know that <laughs> like, we don't, there's nothing nothing to confirm that it wasn't in space yeah i, I, I suppose like anything. this
0: could be the Chi- it could be the chinese area of the moon yeah
1: exactly they they, they yeah. divided mars up into you know nationalistic colonies and uh the chinese <laughs> one is off somewhere else and they, they've got an island that the westworld <laughs> is on like, I'm, I'm not yeah, letting okay. go of that theory yet all right, I'm willing to accept that. Now, just <laughs>
0: before we move on to the last point of the of the show, I want to ask you this question, Conrad. I want to know, just very very quickly, if there are six parks, what are they?
1: Um, okay, so you've got obviously you got Westworld. I feel like I'm I'm not going to include the Sengoku stuff because I feel like if that is going to be in a park, it's not there yet. Um okay. So I'm going to say, Medieval World. <laughs> <laughs> like that fantasy like, world, yeah. No, not fantasy kind of like, cru- like you know, medieval like medieval England, like medieval England, kind of much more, gr- much more grim. Um, like Arthurian, maybe, yeah, yeah, like Arthurian, little like mm-hmm. touches of fantasy, yet yeah, wizards yeah, 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 and yeah. stuff, but no, but, but no like crazy stuff. Um, you've got to have, um, uh, oh, what else would you have? You could have like Roman world, Roman world would be mm-hmm. cool, I'd enjoy that. Um, I'd yeah, like to have. Hollywood World where it's like, oh. <laughs> like everyone's like a, everyone's a movie star that would be good. I like basically n- just 1930s Hollywood or something. Yeah, like like kind of golden age Hollywood kind of uh, kind of Hollywood um, Land. Yeah. Hollywood Land. Um, moon world, obviously. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, everyone's on the you moon. just actually
0: go out onto the moon because like, you're yeah. already on it. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, that'd be great. And uh, future world, <laughs> which, is the, which is Tomorrowland. Yeah, yeah. Tomorrowland. But it's all like it's Tomorrowland kind of as they perceived it in the 20s. So it's like biplanes flying around like Art Deco skyscrapers and stuff like that. Things that they've clearly already surpassed in terms of technology based on the the crazy vehicles we see the military guys driving in this
0: right okay one more question based on this and then we'll move into the William stuff to end but the, the the one the one last question i want to ask you is if there was a, a world that you would not want out from human history that you would not want to be created and to go and visit what would it be
1: um oh like 2021 world probably <laughs> <laughs> Like, just now like skip forward five years to when things yeah, are. Pandemic better. world? Yeah, yeah, pandemic world. Come catch COVID. Like <laughs> it just be, It w- it wouldn't be great. I'd rather I'd rather not. I'd rather go back to like the nineties, if at all possible.
0: nineties right, world. Just like oh, Backstreet Boys and everything. That'd be, that'd oh. be great. Alright, okay, so we're gonna kick into the last uh, little uh discussion of the episode with uh a Vic Disco question. And okay. Vic Disco asks after what uh, Young Ford said to William, do you still believe that the game was uh, not meant for him? Uh, what do you think Ford meant? So, just to sort of expand uh, Vic's question before we go into it, uh, William meets a little child, uh, which we know is a um, is a Young Ford yeah. host. Yeah. Now we are lucky. We're lucky because we're not going to have to see this 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 host grow up anymore because it's very clear that it's he's grown a little bit. Let's uh, and even they even did a little nod yeah. to that cuz it's voice broke. Uh, but <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so I was surprised um, they didn't like have a little throwaway line about how he had like some sand in his in his vocal servos or something.
0: <laughs> I'm actually really really happy uh that he got killed because I, although part of me was hoping like maybe like season 7 or something you'll just see him come back and he's
1: literally 25 years yeah. old. <laughs> and they have to they have to do the the uncanny valley uh, Anthony Hopkins face on him <laughs> <to see. laughs> <laughs> that would be great, uh,
0: but yeah, okay. So Vic's question is basically: what happens in this thing is that he says that this new this new narrative, this new storyline, is meant for William, so or is meant for the Man in Black. Um, so, what do you think? Do, do you think that the old one wasn't? Do you take that as confirmation? Vic wants to know.
1: Or like, what do you think about this? I, I mean, I don't think I don't think William was anywhere. Near, I, I think that the, the, the reason I really like William as a character is because. He's nowhere near as important as he thinks he is to the story. Yeah. Like he, he, he is, and that's kind of borne out in his relationship with Dolores. Like he thinks that only he can save Dolores, when in fact Dolores is perfectly capable of sorting her own shit out without William ever getting involved. And in it. it doesn't mean she didn't love William. I think she did, but I think he he views their relationship in like the kind of context of a power dynamic. Like he has to save her rather than you know he he actually wants to be with her. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think. That kind of revelation that the narrat that the the the, uh, the 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 maze narrative uh, wasn't for him is is true. I don't I don't think it was. I don't think he he was required for it. I don't think he was expected to be involved in it. And the fact he was was probably more of like a kind of curious sideshow than 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 anything particularly important. This one this time round, I feel like Ford is was the kind of character who probably would enjoy kind of like tormenting william from beyond the grave by being like okay here's your narrative you know find a door begins where you end and and end and ends where you begin like it's all kind of talking in riddles Mm -hmm. um and i do think it's for him i don't i mean it's that sounds very final to me you know find Mm -hmm. the find a door i don't know if that's literal or not but the game begins where you end and ends where you begin to me sounds like like it's talking about his mortality and him potentially dying or, or something along those lines Um, the one thing that I really took away from that, that scene is, uh, William, um, basically acknowledging that the game has consequences now. And then the first thing that he does is shoot a child, which (laughs) (laughs) to to me seems like he's, he's kind of flagrantly ignoring that advice and be like, well, let's see what consequences the game has for me now.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I think that's. I didn't even notice that. That is hilarious. But yeah, you had to kill him. Like, let's be honest. We can't have him. Yeah. We can't have him hanging around. He's can't not. Age. growing
1: up. It doesn't make
0: sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that would be fantastic. Uh, but yeah, uh, question as well. Actually, do you think we're going to see Jimmy Simpson again? Uh, the actor who played young William.
1: Mm, maybe in very brief flashbacks, but I don't think we're going to get proper kind of arcing storylines uh, like like we got in the first season. I think. I, I'm kind of meta analyzing that a little bit, just because mm-hmm. I know that he he'd become quite a big deal by by the um, you know he was in like Mr. Robot and stuff at the same time as this, so I think he probably was had scheduling conflicts that meant they had to pretty much write him off the show.
0: It's a real shame, Conrad, because you know they've introduced this cortical fluid and we know how good of an actor he is with milk. So yeah, ah. Oh. It's a real shame that uh the McPoyle yeah. wasn't able to hang that's, around for the is,
1: that is a terrible shame now you've mentioned <laughs> it. Yeah, not getting to see them drinking drinking down mother's milk in uh, or mother's cortical <laughs> fluid in, in in this setting is uh yeah, it's a tragedy.
0: That's great. Um okay, uh I think that's pretty much it, guys. As you can tell, we've got a new format, so let us know what you think. Uh you know yeah, quick yes, fire quick fire yeah very quick fire well you know quick enough you know not, not that not that quick let's be honest but uh, <laughs> if there's anything that we that you missed uh, and we, you wanted to hear our thoughts on let us know maybe we can do a one or two minute sort of like retrospective uh, analysis of something that we missed that you wanted us to talk about um, if there's any questions you have for the next episode make sure you put them in the description below um, and yeah thanks very much guys we're, we're enjoying this show even though we shouldn't be because we've been told we shouldn't be yeah. um, I, could, I can see little I guess I can see the seams coming apart a little tiny bit bit potentially um but okay that's that's all we'll have for this week guys uh i don't want to say too much because i was about to go off on a train of thought there which conrad is not allowed to hear um and i think we'll just say support the podcast uh links in the description for all that sort of stuff like the video subscribe to the channel why not and we'll see you next week Goodbye. goodbye
1: thank you for listening the after dark podcast has been a culture cave production Please subscribe on audio apps as well as on YouTube at The Culture Cave. Join us next week as Conrad journeys further into the unknown. Oh, we said it at the same time that time. <laughs> Maybe that's the new thing. We try and like, we try and sync it.